Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one-size-fits-all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off-limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach, blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Com. Grab your copy of The Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to The Morning Toast. Happy Monday. Hope everyone had an amazing, stellar, incredible weekend. We did. We really did. We did so much this weekend. I can't believe it's a Monday. I feel so off kilter, mm. probably because we went to a concert last, last night. night. We got home at like midnight and now it's just Monday. We're so crazy. It's so gloomy here in New York, which yeah. is reminding me of one of the movies that we watched this weekend oh, called yes. A Rainy Day in New York. It was like a young adult Woody Allen film. It was really good. It had your fave, Timothy Chalamet, who played- Won the- me over. Played the part to a T. Yeah, you know, I've not, I think I've spoken a lot about how I literally don't understand how Timothy Chalamet is famous, but after seeing that film, stellar. He, he has some chops, and Elle Fanning and Selena Gomez, and it was just really great. And so now every time it rains in New York, I think I'm going to be thinking about that movie. And it does have a certain je ne sais quoi when it's je misty. Je ne sais quoi. Je ne sais quoi, it's so incroyable. So I'm sitting here thinking, like, <clears throat> my throat is like a little scratchy, and I'm like, oh my God, like I have COVID or strep. But then I realized on Friday night, I was out till three in the morning doing uh, karaoke, mm. and then last night I was screaming the top of my lungs at a One Republic concert. So I think it's fair to say I'm totally fine. Sure. I just have, you know, like this is what happens to singers. Ugh. Ain't yeah. that the truth? Ain't that the truth? Don't I know it? Yeah, I know. Don't I know it? <laughs> no, but last night was the first big concert that I've been to since COVID, and you couldn't ask for a better lineup. Need to Breathe and then One Republic. Unfortunately, we're, we were being too fat yeah. to enjoy most of Need to Breathe because we, we were, were getting just snacks. shoving our faces with like and I just pretzels. Thought, I thought we had more time. Like, yeah. we just were being fat and. <laughs> We missed some of the really great songs, but when we did Can get I just there, say, no regrets. I was so hungry. Oh, I have many regrets <laughs> because then we had like the intermission in between, and we could have eaten then. Yeah. Um. So we missed some of the good songs, but you could just tell they were putting on an amazing show. Gorgeous, gorgeous band. I had no idea Need to Breathe was a Christian rock band, and then when we got to our seats and we started like singing the gospel songs, I was like. I feel like I'm at church and Margaret was like, yeah, they're literally like a church band who got famous. And that makes a lot of sense because I felt like I was at Hillsong. Plus, as Ryan Tedder said, like PNC Bank Arts Center in Holmdale is the New Jersey temple. And when you're there, like everything feels like you're in church. It's really a spiritual experience and it's so random, but it's really, I think, my favorite venue that I've ever been to. And I seek out concerts at PNC Bank Arts Center. It's an amphitheater in New Jersey. And and I'm sure every place has your local amphitheater and it's incredible 
incredible for you. But this is our amphitheater in the tri-state area, and it's in Crayob. And we have like a niche taste in music, so like a lot of times, especially when We're it comes so not like other girls. No, like we can't just like turn on the radio. Like we <laughs> we are not like other musicians. So for us, like <laughs> the people we want to see in concert never fucking play in New York City proper or like even remotely close. So usually when we want to see a country artist or like a band that's like not so mainstream, we have to go to New Jersey, which mm-hmm. is fine because New Jersey is a gorgeous state. Mm-hmm. I'm heading actually to New Jersey um, for some some shows, um, but that's I have a list of things to talk about and we're not there yet. So we're not, okay. Let's keep talking about the One Republic concert, which was really a religious experience. It was so good mm-hmm. i don't i haven't seen um one republican concert ever was that your first time that was my first time as well they were so good and they are for everyone like so many ages of people there yesterday like everyone was enjoying like it's a family friendly event except there was a lot of really young people I too was, and i was like who knew yeah they were like tailgating outside i was surprised i thought it would be an older crowd also yeah i thought it would be like more people our age but there was a lot of really young kids but i also think like an amphitheater on a sunday is just a good time for them and everybody can get down to one republic and they're just so talented and it was really i but you know what i'm just not the same girl that i was i know like i i used to not get tired until it was all said and done i was like damn that was an experience but I was like so fatigued. In the middle of the concert, me and Jackie like looked at each other and we were like, not okay. Like I my legs so were killing me. Tired. There was so much walking. I was like, I am not built for this. My aura ring was off the charts. Right. She was like, girl, take a seat. I slept so deep. I was like, that that amphitheater happens to be like obscenely large with so many steps. It's so unnecessary. Um, so once we got back in the car, like I was fully dehydrated. My lips were so chapped. I got home. I took a shower and drank like four bottles of water. I'm still not okay. Yeah. No, and waking up this morning and now it's just like Monday we have the whole week ahead of us I'm glad that we had the experience but it took so much out of me well this is your last week in New York and we have to do the most so by the time you get to your new home like you're gonna be exhausted yeah so it doesn't stop I I don't know if you forgot that we have plans tonight I know I remembered I was actually gonna text you because I remember you asked me my availability for tonight can I wear something like this yeah yeah. I'm blogging the whole experience for the Patreon it's gonna be um it's gonna be wild we've got a lot of vlogs going at once right yeah. now because we're also doing like a last week's in new york tings vlog where we're doing everything special and like i did have to go back to pnc bank art center one last time before the i vlog. left the city yeah no and just for my life because i've had so many amazing memories there yeah no it was it was a great way to say goodbye it was <laughs> it was really emotional honestly like between the one republic songs just you know the undercurrent of what was really going on with our group you know like Jackie's last concert in New York was anybody even thinking that I think we were all just like so hot and sweaty oh no I was thinking that because I didn't even really I I mean I feel like whenever there's going to be like a good show in New York I will come back for it yeah no I mean but I was definitely thinking last night like this is because at like five o'clock I was like are we really going to a concert like no shade to one republic but like I'm tired Mm -hmm. um and if it weren't for it being your last soiree I would have stayed my ass home yeah probably same for me but I'm glad that we went me too it was amazing Mm -hmm. and that's always what happens like I never want to go anywhere you know but I'm always glad that I do most of the time most of the time so anyways if one republic and need to breathe are coming to your town go and get there in time for need to breathe get your snacks in between need to breathe and Mm -hmm. one republic so that you don't miss incredible songs in crayop songs learn from our mistakes yeah um so that was great and I have a couple things I need to say the second thing is that on we have a show on Friday so I haven't been able to like really you know brag and I just want to let everyone know I'm like re-entering my annoying promotional era okay we got a couple months off because I haven't been on tour since May but I'm going back on tour um so the annoying girly is back West not West Bank I was gonna say (laughs) West Hampton or Red Bank 
I'm going to the West Bank, <laughs> West Hampton, New York, Red Bank, New Jersey, and New Haven, Connecticut. The first three shows of the final leg of NLOG are on sale now. So you can get tickets to those three shows at girlwithnojob.com slash tour, tri-state area. I'm coming back. I'm also hitting a bunch of other places, but these are the first three shows that have tickets. They're in August. They're summer shows. We're going to have great weekends in the Hamptons. So we just want everyone to get their tickets. When's now. your West Hampton show? August 12th. Because I found out last night that you are sandwiched in between at the West Hampton Comedy Inter Enterprise Performing Arts Center West Hampton Comedy Performing Arts Center like she's performing in between on different days in between Tom Segura and Tim Dillon Jackie's favorite I think comedians. I need to make a trip my three favorite comedians oh. I need to make a trip just for it and I'll stay in West Hampton for a few days and just keep hitting up the Performing Arts Center. I think that, you know, the Performing Arts Center of West Hampton clearly respects podcasts. Clearly. And you know what it is. It's a Claudia sandwich. Literally. <laughs> so girlwithnojob.com slash tour. Tickets available. Don't miss out. Don't be a loser. Yes, it is the same material from the tour that was at the beginning of the year. We just took the summer off. Um, so if you haven't seen it yet, like really... It would be your loss, like not to toot my own horn, but like it's pretty like life changing, honestly. I think it's pretty incredible. It's incredible. Yeah. So that was the first thing I wanted to say on okay. my list. Oh, the second thing I wanted to say is all weekend I've been catching up on RuPaul's Drag Race. And I just want to give like a really brief um, recap on what my thoughts are because the finale like is coming up soon. So it's all stars, all winners. So people who have won different seasons now coming together. It's like what they always want to do, you know, for Housewives All Stars. But they finally did all stars, all winners. And I wasn't really like fully obsessed with every single person that they cast. But I was wrong, as I usually am. And here are my thoughts because they're, I'm just going to go through each person person and tell you what I and, think and just you don't want to save your thoughts for like a tv recap at the end no because we have unburdened yourselves so like it really wouldn't make sense you know okay and it's like fresh on my mind I was watching it four seconds before I got here okay okay we'll let you do your thing so Monet Exchange is the first time I list and I just want to say I do like that they're doing no eliminations because it's a different way you know everyone gets to give it their all and then at the end we decide but Monet Exchange is just kind of lackluster and I don't think she's really keeping up with a lot of the girls so if someone were to be eliminated I do think it would be her Shea Coulee is my queen I rooted for her on her season and then when she won all-stars like I was just really overwhelmed and I'm sad to say that she is kind of fading into the background of the season and she's even said that in some of her confessionals so I just don't really know like what's going on with Shay but I don't think she's gonna win whereas before like I would have went into the season being like Shay Coulee is gonna win and I will be rooting for her but then you would have been wrong because right because never accurately predict never it. accurately predict because that's the thing about RuPaul's Drag and Race you know tell me the rundown and then I'm gonna predict who wins okay Evie Oddly is not my favorite it's just like not my particular type of drag she's very like alt you know she does like She's not like other She's not. Queens. She really isn't. She's more artsy, like dark. And that's just, I'm much more into like the glamour of drag. But she's really smart in her drag. So like I'm happy for her, but not my particular favorite. Raja is also someone um, who I would loop in with Monet in just the sense that like they're not keeping up with the other girls. You know, they're just, they're really good. But like this, this cast is, is beyond talented and I just don't think either of them are gonna make it Jada Essence Hall really good really strong saw her twice at RuPaul's Drag Review in Vegas but I don't think she's gonna win even though she's currently in the lead I'm I'm a few episodes behind she's currently in the lead but I don't think she's gonna win um who else is on this oh the Vivian one RuPaul's Drag Race UK so I've never seen it and she won the first season so it was like a really big deal that she came on an American show and she's fucking hilarious like you would love her her accents are so good she's like everything is royal like she makes she makes being British like her personality and it's so good she's not really like winning she hasn't won a lot of challenges but she's so talented she keeps getting blocked she's so good Jinx when Jinx Monsoon won her season I was so confused I was like I really don't get it 
I fully understand it now. I am rooting for Jinx Monsoon. Like, it's nobody's business. Everyone keeps blocking her because they know she's going to win. She's so smart. She's so talented. She's fucking hilarious. Jinx is everything of the sort. So is Trinity the Tuck, who honestly I wasn't that familiar with. Trinity is everything. I think Trinity could win. The way that like she won the design challenge while also helping all the other girls sew, because a lot of them don't know how to sew for the the design. She was the blue dress. Yes. Oh my God. Jackie came to my house for five seconds and watched me last night. Yes. So she is everything. She's so funny. I'm rooting for Trinity and Jinx. That's where else. That's those are my thoughts, and I'm sticking to them. Based on what I saw in the five seconds that I watched, and I think I only saw two queens I think Shay Coulee is gonna win okay I mean that's, I saw something wonderful when they had that design challenge yeah she had um they had to reimagine some of RuPaul's iconic looks and make them their own like from scratch and she took this big leopard dress that Ru wore and made it into like this sickening other thing like yeah. it was amazing yeah no she understood the assignment okay I'm rooting for Jinx Monsoon and so we'll just have to see we shall see we'll Keep see us Monsoon posted. enough will keep us posted. Of course. Then the last thing on my list was, I actually, I think that was it. Okay. Yeah. So do you think without further ado, we could jump right in? It feels so, it feels kind of soon considering we had a long weekend, but I guess that's pretty much everything. We hung out with each other. We watched movies. We had like a really nice time. Yeah, no, I'm definitely not done because I spent like literally so much time with Rolled and obviously everyone can look at me now. Like I look so different because I'm literally like Covered. a different person. Yeah. It was just amazing. Like, I'm really, um, there's like a twinge of sadness now when I hang out with Rolled. Yeah. Because it's just like, get all the kisses in, get all the kisses in before his mother kidnaps him. Is it, does it have your ovaries tingling? No, because honestly, I doubt that there is a child I could create that I would love more than Rolled. Honestly. Aww. Honestly. The fact that Rolled did not come from my loins, like, shocks me every time I see him. That's, that's so sweet. That's literally my child. Just so you know, that's how I used to feel about Theo. Oh my god, that's like so cute. even when Kayla was born, I'm like, how am I gonna love a baby more than I love Theo? And then right. of course I did. And then even when um, no, it literally goes like Theo, Kayla, like we keep one upping yeah, ourselves. No, you keep like the heart just keeps expanding and contracting. And, expanding and I believe that there's room in everyone's hearts for more people. Yeah, but literally, rolled is my whole heart, and oh. he's literally obsessed with me. Like it's yeah. kind of toxic. Like, yeah, no, because he loves entertainment and you're so entertaining. Because I'm I'm literally an entertainer. You are. That's what I do for a living. He couldn't have a better auntie. He he could not have a better auntie. Like he loves singing. He loves comedy. He loves dancing. He loves theatrics. He was respect <laughs> for thespians. Like I literally am his favorite person on the planet. And I'm I'm happy for him that he has me, honestly, and I'm happy for me that I have him. It's yeah. a really mutually beneficial relationship. It is. It's really sweet. Um, and we started sleep training last week, which I spoke a little bit about on Breaking Bread, I think, which, by the way, new episode is up, up. and it's really funny. It's called um, Big Flop Energy, of course. Right. We were just being, like, psychotic. It, was, it had been a long day. So we both just sat down at the mic and just... Let it rip. Let it rip. Let it rip. It's on Spotify now if you weren't able to catch it live on Wednesday. But sleep training has... It was tough at first, as they say. Worse. But it has borne fruit, and it's oh, wonderful. Oh, good. good, good it's good, good. really... We're in a whole new place, and it's really great, so I'm happy to report. What do you say to the mamas who, like, are having trouble with sleep training? Because, like, those first two nights, like, when they're crying, you obviously just want to, like, get in there and make everything okay. Yeah, well, there really is a difference between, like, a cry and, like, a distressed cry. Right. And if you have, like, a camera or a baby monitor and you can see that, like, they're mostly whining, mm-hmm. not, like, screaming, crying, something's bothering me. Right. And sometimes they'll, like, cry so much that I'm like, oh, okay, maybe something is bothering you, so I'll check, are you wet? Do you spit up here? Sniff the butt. 
I know like the last the time difference. you ate, like you are, I know whether or not you might be hungry. So if you know it's just those whiny cries, like you just have to push through. It is, it's what's best for them too because they need to learn how to fall asleep on their own. It's not fair if they don't know. But it tugs at the heartstrings. Yes, it does. It's very, it's very hard, but it's worth it. And I it watch works. every night. I turn into my camera. My um, roll app, division. My roll division. It's my K vision. I have both sets of nieces and nephews on my camera. And when that clock strikes, like eight o'clock, I'm fully tuned in. Yeah. It's literally the best TV on the planet. It's nibbling vision. And it's so interesting how different they are. Like Kayla's like, finally, get me away from my parents. I need to sleep. I'm exhausted. Literally putting this family on my back all day. I'm exhausted. Harry is like, what is sleep? I refuse <laughs> to not be awake. What if the family needs me? Um, and it's probably one of my favorite things to watch, honestly. Sound on. Yeah, just like Drag Race. Totally. Sometimes, I, you know, I notice how, you know, at first... With the Shapiros and at first with you, you know, they leave the microphone on and I abuse the privilege. I get in there when they're trying to sleep and I'm like, go to bed, Kayla. And then suddenly I realize like they've removed that feature from my um, account, which is super fucked up and not fair to the kids, but whatever. Yeah. You know, you got to do what you got to do. I can't get on the microphone anymore, which is just, it ain't right. I've been, was I silent or silenced? Silenced. Silenced for sure. She sometimes needs to be silenced for sure. Disgusting. For sure. Okay, now, yeah. without further ado, because we do have a, quite a bit to talk about today, right. it is time for the Fast Five Stories that you, yes, you, need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. <coughs> Who needs to know? You. Got it, okay, I wasn't Not sure. You. 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 Today's episode is brought to you by Blue Nile Jewelry. So, if you are getting ready to pop the question, you're getting ready for someone else to pop the question to you, check out BlueNile.com. It is the modern convenience of online shopping for fine jewelry that's as unique as you are. So if you're hoping to get engaged soon and you want to forward this episode to your man, now would be the right time mm. because Blue Nile is the way to go. So you can create the engagement ring of her or his dream. They have simple online tools that let you choose the diamond shape, size, and clarity, as well as the setting style. So they have jewelers that will handcraft the perfect engagement ring, and each ring is one of a kind. You can trust Blue Nile. They have a ton of history and credibility. They are the original online jeweler. Since 1999, they have helped couples create the perfect engagement ring. They are also committed to ensuring that the highest ethical standards are observed when sourcing diamonds. So they value handcrafted quality. They have legendary services like expert advice 24-7. When you commit to a piece, Blue Nile does too. They have guaranteed service and repair for life. You also have peace of mind knowing that if it's not perfect, it's no problem because they have a 100% satisfaction guarantee. You can shop stress-free with guaranteed free shipping and returns. And if you need your purchase fast, in most cases, Blue Nile can deliver overnight. Mm. So if your man's is like, you know, procrastinating or, you know, you just decide like, I have to do this tomorrow. Like, yeah, you never know what the heart wants. Sometimes you just wake up and you're ready to get engaged. It's so true. It's, no, but that's actually how it happens. And so Blue Nile will get it there for you most times overnight. So every order is insured and it arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside, which is super helpful, by the way. So you can make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. And going on now is the Blue Nile anniversary sale. You can save up to 40% on classic fine jewelry pieces and 25% on engagement ring settings. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging. So you can shop stress-free and find your forever piece at BlueNile.com today. The anniversary sale is happening now at BlueNile.com today. Great. Okay, our first story is the big story of the day. J-Lo and Ben Affleck 
are married. She confirmed it in her July 17th edition of On the J-Lo newsletter. Oh, she is loving her newsletter. She said, quote, we did it. Love is beautiful. Love is kind. And it turns out love is patient. 20 years patient. She called the Vegas ceremony exactly what we wanted and detailed their trip down the aisle. She said, quote, last night we flew to Vegas, stood in line for a license with four other couples, all making the same journey to the wedding capital of the world. Imagine being one of those couples, like... Just getting married in Vegas, you know, wanting to elope. You walk into the thing, the chapel, and J-Lo and Ben Affleck are there. Like, would you let them cut? (sighs) Yeah, because then you could witness theirs. You know, that's an interesting question about cutting, like, when it comes to, like, celebrities. Like, if I was in line at, like, a concert for the bathroom for so long, and then, like, Miley Cyrus comes in and was like, can I cut? The thing is, she probably wouldn't ask. She would be escorted by security who cuts the line for her. Yeah. No, but some people would see Miley and be like, oh, my God, cut me. But I don't think that you would be that person. No, I guess, I mean, if it was Taylor Swift. It depends who the celebrity is, you know? Yeah, yeah. Back to the story. (laughs) Behind us, two men held hands and held each other. In front of us, a young couple who made the three-hour drive from Victorville on their daughter's second birthday. All of us wanting the same thing, for the world to recognize us as partners and to declare our love to the world through the ancient and nearly nearly universal symbol of marriage. Like, why did she have to write it like a poem I just want to say, like, I don't really hear J-Lo's voice. It's giving ghostwriter. No, it's just giving, like, a... She needs to fill the content of the newsletter so she's That's being true. wordy. Like, she's reaching her word limit. She's reaching her word count, for sure. <laughs> okay, newsletter aside and this chunk of words aside, they got married in Vegas this weekend. Spur of the moment, they didn't want a spectacle. You know, they clearly planned it because, like, there was glam and... Chris Appleton was there doing her hair. There was a Versace dress. like Right, but it wasn't, you know, what you would have expected from right. J-Lo and Ben. What do you think? Well, you know, I actually really like this, and let me tell you why. Even though usually I'm like, when celebrities do things low budget, I'm like, girly, why? You're literally the only people, person with the budget, so mm-hmm. go balls to the wall. But I do think, in a sense, first of all, they've both had big celebrity weddings, and I don't think, um, I think they're probably more fun, less fun than they look. And when it comes to J-Lo, like, she was just recently engaged. And I know that her and A-Rod, like, were planning this, like, extravaganza in Positano. And it's probably, like, traumatizing. And it just, like, kind of ruins the love. Wedding planning is horrible. Yes. So, and I'm sure on that scale, it's even worse. Even though you have so many people doing things for you, the stakes are so much higher. And everyone has something to say about your dress and the flowers. So, I kind of love this. I don't know if this means that they're not going to do an official wedding. But... I do kind of love this. And it also reminds me, like, I thought Travis and Courtney were having a big blowout in L.A. after their Italy wedding. But it's kind of been a while. But he also got sick. (gasps) Right. Right. So here's my thing about this. I'm really glad that they just, you know, did it, got married. And I think probably the more times you get married, like, yes, wedding planning is torturous. So it probably gets smaller and smaller. And you just focus on the love. Right. But there are ways to get married in a small way that are not Vegas. Like, could have been a backyard affair. Vegas feels very, like, spontaneous. But you don't, like, get all... Glam, razzle dazzle, like prepare to walk down the aisle to Vegas. Yeah, I do. Feel Unless there's some sort of history there, right? Well, I do feel like there's kind of become like a PR trope recently. Like Joe and Sophie did it first, and they did it best. Um, and most people who do it, like Travis and Courtney and Joe and Sophie Jonas, is because they need a marriage license for a um, international wedding. Mm-hmm. So getting one in Vegas is like a fun way to do it. So maybe that's what they're doing. But it does feel like, you know, a 
couple other couples have gotten a lot of press from this and it's like a fun thing to do. So now like a lot of celebrities are doing it, you know? It's definitely a fun thing to do. Yeah. Especially if you're just doing it for the license because knowing you're going to have like a formal wedding in Rome or wherever you do it and you just need the American license. Um, I don't know if that's what they were doing. I hope that they don't have a formal wedding. Me too because if this is just the wedding, I agree. Like the more times you get married, the more you realize like weddings are not even about the couple. It's like they're amazing but it's kind of just like a circus sometimes Mm -hmm. and it's not you focus on so many other things like besides the love and the life you're building with your partner so I do kind of love this if they just like slip into married life and and just kind of skip the wedding phase yeah um so I don't know if that's what they're doing or this was just a a license moment because that's what happened with a lot of couples in the past who we, we we reported on getting married in Vegas yes that is true anyways I'm very happy for them and I think a lot of even all this time, people were saying that this is like a PR thing, them being together, yeah. back together. I didn't believe that. I never really thought that. And I think this confirms that it's not. Yeah. I mean, I love How J-Lo. far would you take a PR relationship? I mean, in Hollywood, I wouldn't put anything past anyone. But Ben Affleck and J-Lo, like, don't need mm-hmm. measures this extreme for PR. Yeah. Like, yes, being spotted with someone, paparazzi in the park, getting a kiss, sure. It's always Getting fun. married for PR is insane. And it's something someone really thirsty would do. And Ben and J-Lo have been around the block, Jen- literally Jenny from the block. They've been around the block, like, for... A while now I don't think they need something as extreme as this yeah I agree I don't think it's PR just curious how far someone might take it and her hair looks amazing and once again like Chris Appleton is the most talented man in Hollywood yeah that's amazing wedding hair mm-hmm that's good inspo for anyone she looked really cute the newsletter of it all is still like really um kind of at the forefront of my mind uh-huh. because it's just <laughs> it's just thirsty and you know what it's literally like kind of extreme for someone of JLo's stature. I know. And I just hope that she's getting the clicks and the subscribers that she's desiring because it's so weird. Weird. But like sometimes celebrities like do these sorts of plays, like even the text me thing, you know, and I think, you know, must be really successful for them because they keep doing it. Yeah, that's true. So maybe this, you know, she's building up a subscriber database. She's going to sell her subscribers Mm -hmm. in a few years and we're going to be the ones. The sorry people. We're sorry. 100%. Left in the dust. So maybe she knows what she's doing. I did sign up for her newsletter, like, when she got um, engaged. And then, like, I realized I missed the engagement announcement, so I unsubscribed. But, but she has my data. You missed the marriages. Right. She so has my data. You're playing it all wrong. 100%. Okay, speaking of love, our next story is that Chris Evans is laser-focused on finding him a partner. Luckily for him, we have a list of eligible women. Right. That's why I wanted to talk about this, because not only do we need to add him to the list, let's go through our current roster and see if there's anyone who matches up. Yes. So... Chris Evans got admittedly candid about his love life, revealing he is laser-focused on finding a partner to, quote, spend his life with. He's promoting his upcoming film, The Gray Man, and when asked if he had he had ever been as intent with a search in his own life, he declared that he was going to give the interviewer a good answer, quote. The answer would be that maybe I'm laser-focused on finding a partner, you know, someone that you want to live with. He explained that finding love was difficult in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, I love what I do. It's great. I pour all of myself into it. But in terms of even this industry is full of pockets of doubt hesitation and recalibration in terms of really trying to find someone that you can really pour all of yourself into maybe it's about trying to find someone that you're looking to spend your life with yes so maybe it's that okay so chris evans is 41 years old and so hot he's captain america for anyone who might be confused with the other chris's chris is so and he's also i know him from knives out like that's really what my um and what's your number? Yes. 
So here's the thing with Chris Evans is like he's literally so hot and rich and talented and I do really feel like he's one of maybe 10 people in Hollywood who are truly down to earth and like still connected to like his family and his roots and is still very humble. Um, and I think that's what he's talking about. Like obviously he can't just go to a bar and pick up a girl. Like it's not feasible. So he's like forced to, you know, consider people in his own line of work. But that comes with like just a a hoist of troubles. Yes. He's also from Nanny Diaries, which we just watched. We just watched such a good movie. Yes. I kind of, I'm more into like Chris Evans's early work. Yeah, because you know? now he's mainstream. He's Avengers. He's yeah. Marvel, this and that. And that's not really our cup of tea. He also dated Jenny Slate from the Polka King. Oh my God. We they have this conversation a once a year. Yes. Okay, but let's go into our list of eligible people now. Chris Evans and Khloe Kardashian. I'm obsessed. Like she's family oriented. I feel like he would really like that. Mm -hmm. They, of course, are so famous and rich. But I do feel like, at least what I gather from their show, is that they're pretty like, you know, down to earth. They're not like these crazy Hollywood thirst monsters. Like they really are pretty contained within themselves. Yeah, no, they're, they don't need to thirst because like they've achieved right. more fame than anyone. Now, what's interesting is that he's been previously linked to two women on our list. Aza Gonzalez. No, no, Selena Gomez yes. and Minka Kelly. So that knocks them off. Okay. Can I just say like Minka Kelly and Chris Evans is like the perfect relationship, yep. but continue. What about Chris Evans and Lori Harvey? I think there's too much of an age difference. She's like 23. And that was the whole point of her and Michael B. Jordan. They said like he was ready to settle down mm. and she wasn't. She's new on the scene. I don't think that's a good match. Okay. So not Chris Evans and Addison Rae. Uh, absolutely not. That's Okay. What disgusting. about Chris Evans and Sherry Rae? <gasps> oh my God. You know what? Mama Sherry. Hmm. I could see it. And I have Kendall and Devin on this list, but they have to come off now. They are back together. Yeah, they were spotted at a wedding. I think that they probably broke up for five minutes and then changed their mind, which is so relatable. <laughs> um, so no one on our list is really, even though he was like linked to Selena Gomez, but never in a kind of tangible way. Like they weren't ever spotted together. Yeah. And I love that couple, can I just say? Yeah. But I think everyone does. Love. There's been a lot of um, Chris Evans and Ryan Gosling press because they're both in this movie, The Gray Man, that mm -hmm. had like a big premiere and Ryan has platinum blonde hair, maybe from Ken. Yes. Um, and I'm just excited like for Ryan Gosling to, you know, be back in my life. He's so mysterious. He's like the- Are you going to watch this movie? Probably not. I mean, why not? You like them both. What is it about? It's on Netflix. It's about an assassin who is um, obsessed with tracking down his target. And Chris Evans is the assassin and the target is Ryan Gosling. I feel like I watched a trailer for this movie literally three days ago. Does it take place in like a house? I don't know. It's called The Gray Man. I'm pretty sure I, I have. I did see a trailer for it. Um, it's just not my like type of movie. But- Ryan Gosling is just so interesting to me, you know, mm -hmm. like the Eva Mendes of it all, like how they literally just decided like that's what really what he's what Chris Evans is describing is what Ryan Gosling has. Maybe he's been inspired by working with him on the set. And maybe Ryan and Eva need to set him up with someone. Yeah, because they're like really like a Hollywood fantasy. You know, they're both so rich, so successful, immediately fell in love, had kids and like put acting on the back burner, but are still so A-list because they don't even care. You know, it's like they don't even want it. Mm -hmm. It's so interesting to me. So I feel like maybe that's what happened. Like he saw the love, the foundation that Eva Mendez and Ryan Gosling had and was like, that's what I want. Yeah. I could, I could believe it because what he's describing to this interviewer sounds like exactly what Ryan we Gosling need, has. We need to expand our list, you know. We just yeah. keep writing people down when they come up in the news, but we really need to 
I know. Think about eligible. Branch out and think about who could be good for this man. Is Emma Roberts single? Well, no. Uh, she and Garrett Headland are like always on, on and off. off. Okay, so she's busy. Yeah, I think they might be off right now. For sure, but. But they're a couple I ship like entirely because country strong, obviously. Mm-hmm. Garrett Headland like would literally, I would take a bullet for him. So I'm not going to try and like ship them with other people because I really want their happy ending. Me too. Okay, well, we'll think about it. We'll keep adding. Oh, I have to add Chris Evans to the list of eligibles. He's so. Having this list. Oh, he's already on it. That's That's sad. (laughs) He's number two. Having this list makes everything so much easier. Yeah, just more organized. Yeah, we don't have to keep racking our brains. Right. Are you ready for. Even though I feel like we're literally sitting here racking our brains. Yeah, (laughs) we're always (laughs) racking our brains. Are you ready for our next story, which is a little more um, movie star news? Mm. Disgraced movie star Army Hammer has been cut off from his family dynasty amid financial woes. Now, this is really interesting because I didn't realize that he came from a family dynasty. Me neither. Army Hammer has been cut off from the family dynasty established by his great grandfather, Armand Hammer. Oh, is he Armand Hammer? No, they're like the Hammer um, Hammer International Foundation, the Armand. Are you sure yeah. they didn't invent Armand Hammer baking no, soda? I know that. That makes sense, but there's nothing in here about cool, Armin Hammer. Cool. So a source told people that his dad won't help him work, won't help him anymore, and he's been cut off, so he got to work. And he has been reported um, working in the Cayman Islands as a timeshare salesman. While the well ha- may have run dry for Army following the cannibal scandal that landed him in rehab, the Hammer family continues to live high on the hog thanks to great-granddad Armand, establishing himself as a billionaire oil tycoon in the 1950s with Occidental Petroleum running the company from 1957 wow. until his death in 1990. Who knew? Yep. And now Army's dad runs the company, mm-hmm. but he is no longer giving money to Army, hence why he could be found maybe selling timeshares in the Cayman Islands. Now Army... Um, went to rehab. Went to rehab. And it was paid for... By Robert Downey Jr., according to Vanity Fair. Which is so beyond weird and confusing to me, because one, how the fuck do these two know each other? Like, I guess... Everyone in Hollywood just, like, knows each other. And two, from what I've read about Robert Downey Jr., at least on Dumois, it's, like, he's one of, like, the nicest guys in Hollywood. He like He's, like, one of the only ones who doesn't cheat on his wife. Like, he's, like, this great guy. Um, and I don't really understand why you would, like, pay for Army Hammer's, like, life. Because we have and then allowed Army and his family to stay at his house. No, I don't think it was his family. I think it was his ex-wife, who doesn't talk to Army anymore, and the kids. Mm. Which is a nice thing it to said, do. The article says allowed Hammer and his family. Oh, the article I read said it was Elizabeth Chambers and the kids. But whatever. Well, that would that would actually maybe kind of be in line with Robert Downey Jr. being a good guy. He wants Army to get help, and he's going to pay for the help that he needs, and he's going to help the wife and kids yeah. who are in distress. Well, I like never really um, was like into Army Hammer or his downfall because I was never like an army hammer fan mm-hmm. um but now he's back in the news and we just this weekend we watched death on the nile yep. which is the movie that was like coming out when his downfall was happening and they like pushed it back and it was just like this awkward timing for him so I feel like the movie got no press yeah it didn't it was weird I also think it did, wasn't received well and it was I a think fine movie plus, it wasn't like, army being in it like made it weird we watched it this weekend it was fine it was it's an Agatha Christie 
tail. So Agatha, you know, never flops. No. But the way that it was directed was just a little too long and drawn out. But I always like Agatha. You know, it was a, it was a, good, a fine movie. Not I, as good as Murder, Murder on, the, on Orient. the Orient. So I was just comparing it to that and it wasn't nearly as good and some of the acting was not good and literally love this woman more than life my Israeli queen Gal Gadot but like she was not good um so it was like a fine movie but I just think that what's more interesting about the movie is that it was the movie yeah that um army had coming out when all the allegations against him came out and they pushed it back and it was COVID and it was like really drawn out and then it ended up like not even being that good yeah or successful which is kind of I think it would have been successful if it was a great movie and, like, everybody felt compelled to see it. But it was just, like, you know, a movie that you'll get on DVD. Yeah. Maybe it's, like, one, for us, it was, like, one movie that when we're all together, we could agree on, you know? Yes. It, I think because it's a movie, we liked Murder on the Orient so much. Right. So it's, like, a movie if, like, you're home for vacation or, like, you're with your parents. Like, it's, like, fun for all ages. Yeah. So, but seeing Army act was definitely weird because I think the only thing I've ever seen him in is when he played, um, was he Winklevoss? Was he both Winklevoss? Yeah, I think so. That's so parent trap. Totally. Army Hammer. Let's check his IMDb. I'm not super familiar. And what's also so funny is like then we also got into Timothy Chalamet this weekend and like they're both Call Me By Your Name. And oh, that's what right. Everybody... That's what people know both of them really from. Mm-hmm. I never saw that movie. And that's like what people are really obsessed with them from. Yeah. Call Me By Your Name, The Man From Uncle, Death on the Nile, The Lone Ranger, The Social Network, You're Right, Rebecca, Mirror, Mirror, oh, the um, Snow White. Oh, I didn't see I that. I don't recall him in it. You don't, you didn't? With Lily Collins and Julia Roberts? You definitely did. No, I didn't. You didn't? Mm-mm. But did you see Snow White and the Huntsman? Yes. No. Kristen Stewart? No. Uh, you saw both, because no. I saw them, and it was 2012. We did everything together. Mm, no. Fine. Um, more than that, nothing that we know. He's just so weird. Like, he, he needs to go. And if what he's doing is selling timeshares in Turks and Caicos or wherever it was. Cayman Islands. I think that's best. Even though Cayman Islands always makes me, you know, raise my eyebrows. Because there's, like, always, like, a legal financial activity going on there from the States. Like, maybe, you know, he's, has an offshore account. That does feel like a weird place. Now I'm suspicious again. Yeah. Well, his attorney told Page Six, following the reports of him working in the Cayman Islands, that he could not confirm or deny the report because Army hasn't addressed it. I just, quote, think it's shitty that if he is selling timeshares, the media is shaming him for having a normal job. And I think it's shitty that Army Hammer was accused of cannibalism and rape. So I guess we're all just sharing things that we think are shitty. Yeah. Is he really trying to make Army seem, like, sympathetic? Yeah, no, because it's like if people are making fun of him for – selling timeshares I don't think that's what it is though it's just like we haven't heard from ARMY in so long no this reminds me remember when that actor I think it's he, not that right you yeah, know he's trying to make, make it that when that actor from the Cosby show was um somebody like shared on social media that they saw him working at Trader Joe's and everyone was like oh my god, oh my god and making fun of him and then it ended up working out for him because Tyler Perry was like you guys are so fucking mean and gave him like an acting job this lawyer is trying to make it seem like like that type of situation because that like, we're shaming Army for selling timeshares. Like No, we're shaming Army for his list of crimes. For being a cannibal. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we're doing. Okay, ready for our next story? Some Bravo drama. Ugh, yeah. Tamara Judge is returning to the Real Housewives of Orange County for its 17th season. Multiple sources exclusively tell Page Six. Quote, Tamara is thrilled to come back to the show, especially after feeling the fan love from her stint on Ultimate Girls Trip. She can't wait to get back in the mix on Rehoke and see how she can shake up the dynamic. Now, also, there's been beef between Jill, Zarin, and Tamara because Jill apparently revealed that Tamara was going back on the show and Tamara then called Jill the, quote, thirstiest bitch for revealing this information that is, like, not top secret CIA confidential. So, like, 
why does it need to be kept under Secret. lock and key? Yeah. So the first part of the story with Tamara returning, um, I don't watch OC, and I don't think there's probably anything they could do now. I thought Heather might have been the thing to get me to rewatch, and I did, and it just wasn't good. It's just about timing because OC, even though it was popping off this season, like I was giving birth, we both stopped watching. No, and I just, I didn't even think and it was good. And we didn't miss it enough to go back to it. Plus, Noella is a one-season wonder. Dr. Jen isn't coming back either. Oh, really? So that's the network admitting, like, this was a flop. Don't bother getting invested in these people. So why would I go and watch their stories no. if they're not coming back? And now we're going back to Tamara. And now we're going back to Tamara. But I just want to give a major round of applause to Tamara. Because how many seasons was she knocked off for? Maybe two at most? I think one. And she made it back. And that does not happen. It doesn't. And people try and they try and they can't get back. They spend years and maybe after five years, maybe, what was it, Heather, how mm. many years? But Heather left on her own accord. This never happens. And I'm really happy for Tamara that she made it happen. And this, I didn't watch Ultimate Carl's Trip Part 2, Crazy in the Berkshires. But she obviously put on a hell of a show that they brought her back. And as like a working housewife and really a professional housewife, like, that's the dream. No, this is like a and I think a for, disgraced housewife fairy tale. A disgraced housewife fairy tale. I think for all the women in this ex-wives club, they all went on this show, and I'm sure every producer was dangling a carrot, like if you right. do this, you'll come back on your franchise. Mm -hmm. And Tamara's the one, and, and I'm happy for her. And when Tamara did get fired, I do feel like she got looped in with some of like the dead weight of the show because those were were the girls she was friends with. But even up until the very end, like Tamara was pot stirring. Like she, she's a great housewife. And I do think firing her wasn't the right move. I do think firing like Vicky and Shannon was the right move. Like they were just doing Shannon's the same. still there. Oh, sorry. Vicky and, um. Tamara. Oh. Shannon didn't get fired? No, she's still on. She's gonna go. Um, I didn't feel like it was fair that Tamara got fired. I didn't feel like she was done. Like she, What's great about her is she literally has no scruples. Like, you know, she, she has no loyalty to anyone. She just wants to be relevant and a lightning rod. And she is. Yeah, to a point. That's good to a point. Because then if someone is just being like a, a prop or a ploy, it's like, this isn't real human dynamics. Like, I can't get invested. So I'm glad that she took a break because I think a lot of people missed her. And I think even when we were recapping her last season on OC and Vicky's last season, we're like, these people have to go. But we're just as wishy-washy as the rest of them. And so I'm happy she'll be back. I don't know if – I'll see what they do with the cast. I don't know if I will still watch. I'm also open to Vicky coming back. I think she needed to be humbled in a major way because she was one of these people who would go on a reunion and be like, this is my show. You know, you're on my show. And, and you need to go if you're, if you're saying things like that, Teresa. But then I'm open to you coming back once you've learned that this is not – your show this is a cast I actually don't think show. I'm open to Vicky coming back because I don't think she women like her like Teresa like Vicky are really not capable of being humbled I think being fired is humbling no of course but I think they would come back and act the same well let's see I'm open yeah. to a second chance so then there's all this Jill with drama with Jill yeah and they're all going back and forth on Instagram and like to be honest like I don't care yeah and the, I think so the rumor mill was saying like Tamara's coming back and it's always like these Bravo Instagrams like no information before it's like confirmed and so then Jill you know confirmed it and Tamara was mad at her and it's like it, it was just giving like a little like try hard like forever like for Tamara to be like making a moment you know yeah. Uh, yeah. And now everyone's talking about that and not the fact that she made a triumphant return. A triumphant return. So she shouldn't have even addressed it because she really fueled the fire with that Instagram story. Has any housewife who has ever been fired, not left on their own accord, right. Bethany Heather, fired, made it back? 
I don't know, but if I were to request someone who was fired be come back, it is Phaedra. Yeah. Because what she did, like, was fire-worthy, but, like, I do think she's a but, star. But she's back on Ultimate, Ultimate Girls, Girls Trip, so if the network wants to hire her again, or they are hiring her again, then put her where we need her. Yeah. I mean, I guess, who, this was a conversation on Ultimate Girls Trip. Like, do you believe Dorinda was fired? Yes. Because she says that she's um, on pause, and Andy told her that. And I think Andy even said on Watch Happens Live, like, he did say, like, we're going to take you off just for the season, not, like, fired. Okay. That's still fired, but sure, like, just like Tamara, it's technically on pause. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's true. But if the pause never ends... I mean, actually, you could say Teddy Mellencamp because she's literally at every soiree in the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, even though she was fired two years ago. Yeah. Everyone's doing what they got to do. Everyone's doing what they have to do, but I'm happy for Tamara because this is just not something that happens very often. And I, I often like thought about Tamara's life post Housewives, and it just feels like her whole life was being a housewife, and she's done it for what 16 years. Mm-hmm. She she needs it, and so honestly, I agree. Like I am happy for her, but I'm yeah. still not going to watch. We'll see, but probably probably not. Yeah, I haven't missed it. Me neither. Are you ready for our fifth and final story, which is so twisted? The final story, yeah. Ricky Martin is denying disgusting bombshell incest sex crime accusations. Ricky Martin is denying these bombshell domestic violence violence allegations reportedly filed by his 21-year-old nephew. It was revealed two weeks ago that a judge in Puerto Rico has issued a domestic violence-related restraining order against the Latin pop icon. The alleged victim's name was not previously disclosed. However, according to a Spanish publication, it is now disclosed. Under Puerto Rico's laws for incest charges, the sentence Ricky Martin could face is five decades in prison if the shocking claims are true. The publication reported the complaint was made anonymously under law 54 known as the domestic abuse prevention and intervention act this is i mean the story oh sorry a puerto rican newspaper reported that the order states that ricky martin and the person who filed the complaint so the 21 year old nephew dated for seven months the alleged victim claimed that ricky didn't take their breakup well and has loitered near the petitioner's home at least three times according to the report so they were in a consensual incestual relationship for seven months i guess so and Ricky Martin's attorney, Marty Singer, said, unfortunately, the person who made this claim is struggling with deep mental health challenges. Ricky Martin has, of course, never been and would never be involved in any kind of sexual or romantic relationship with his nephew. He said, this is not only untrue, it is disgusting. We all hope that this man gets the help that he urgently needs. But most of all, we look forward to this awful case being dismissed as soon as the judge gets to look at the facts. I mean, it's so disgusting. Like, just the... For the base of this case, like, stalking an ex is so fucked up. And then you add the element of the fact that his ex might allegedly be his nephew. It is so disgusting. <laughs> I, I literally can't. No, I literally can't. The base of this case is that he maybe dated his nephew. Right. That's, and then, of course, stalking an ex is never safe Never what you want. But if this is true, it's disgusting. If it's not true and the nephew is claiming that this happened, it's disgusting. No matter how you slice it, right? this story is horrible. Yeah, and I very much um, will be keeping up with this story because the two possible truths mm-hmm. are so different. Like, let's say his statement is... Mar- uh, Ricky Martin's statement is totally true. Like, this is a mentally ill cousin or whatever of Ricky Martin and these claims are so false. It's so disgusting and defamatory. But on the other side of it, if he literally was having a relationship with his nephew and then all of that afterwards, stalking and abusing, 
so fucking disgusting. So I'm actually extremely curious because it's easy to say, you know, as a celebrity with, you know, access to amazing lawyers, this is all untrue. It's right. So, that's what everyone does. Right. I want to see facts. I would like to uh, be a juror. Like, I need to know. Yeah. Well, hopefully Twisted. we'll get the facts. We'll keep you posted. Twisted. You don't hear from Ricky Martin in so long and all of a sudden he maybe allegedly is dating his nephew. No. And honestly, my condolences to all the gay men in America because Ricky Martin is their icon their leader and their idol. And it's it's tough to hear that your idol dates his nephew. Like, it, it is very tough pill to swallow. I imagine. I imagine. So I'm thinking of all of you. Oof. Um, but in other news, you know, Ricky, Bird, Ricky, Ricky Martin probably needed to unburden himself. And maybe if he had written into the toast, he'd be feeling a lot better. Because today is Monday, and we are doing Unburden Yourselves, which is our um, segment on Mondays that we call Unburden Yourselves, where you can write in That's true. to unburdenyourselves at gmail.com. Um, and you can tell us something embarrassing that you did over the weekend, something that haunts your dreams, something that's like a chip on your shoulder that you're just carrying. You need to get it off your chest. And we're here to take that burden and to place it on the floor for you and to kick it. We're going to make you feel better about it. So everyone who wrote in this week, thank you for being vulnerable. And if you want to get on, unburden yourselves, plural, at gmail.com. This is a, um, hold on, let me check. I have three. Okay. This, let's start, let's start light. Okay. Okay. Hello, Jackson Claude and Razen Strazen. Razen Strazen, Razen Strazen, Razen Strazen, Razen Strazen. I need, I need Bryce for this segment. I have to unburden myself because you girlies are the only ones who will understand. Okay. I was stopped at a stoplight for a while and I quickly checked Instagram and I watched the story of Claudia giving Jackie the baby book of um, Claudia Builds a Bridge with, for Bruno. I was laughing so hard and dying at Jackie's reaction that I ended up uh, near-ending the car in front, rear-ending the car in front of me. When I cried on the phone to my dad, he asked me if I was on my phone. Of course, I lied because that's so embarrassing. But just want you guys to know that I love you and I'm never looking at my phone while driving again. I really am glad that you shared this with us so that we could take an opportunity to say, get the fuck off your phone when you're driving. Like these roads, they're so dangerous. When we were driving on the highway yesterday, there were so many signs like your last, this This text could be your last. last." And it's like nothing that you're doing, even Claudia's stories, while so important, so, so, so important, nothing is more important than like you driving safely. And it's not fair to the drivers around you. So like if you are one of these people who even touches your phone while you're driving, stop. I completely agree. It's one of my biggest pet peeves. I won't drive with someone who's on their phone of course not I would sooner get out on the side of the road and call an uber a safe driver I I agreed it's the dumbest thing you can do and nothing on your phone is important no text you're sending even if you're telling someone where you'll be nothing stop it no and also to this girl who wrote in like I'm so glad you're okay and let this be a lesson like a warning from the universe like it was such a small fender bender. You're totally fine. The other person is fine. Stop being on your phones when you drive. It is literally so dumb. And there's really nothing going on unless you're like like an emergency room doctor with a beeper. There's no reason you need to be touching any technology when you drive. There's no reason whatsoever. And I'm glad that this person had this experience so that she could write in so we could use this as an opportunity to remind you. And if you're that person who uses their phone and you think it won't happen to you, Stop. Stop. It's not fair to the other drivers on the road. It ain't. It ain't. All right, but we're not trying to shame you and just let this be a lesson in caution. Mm. Next up. Hello, Claudia and Jackie. I did the most mortifying thing ever yesterday. And even if you don't read this, hopefully I'll just feel better 
writing it in. I'm a summer intern working mostly remotely. So yesterday I was listening to music while doing my work. My boss called me out of nowhere via Microsoft Teams, so the call rang on my computer and my phone. I answered on my computer and then right round by Flowride, I started playing on my phone a few seconds before I could turn it off and it was not on mute. I was listening to early 2000s music and that's what came on, but now I'm so embarrassed and I just wasn't listening to Taylor Swift like I usually do. Anyway, now my boss thinks I'm a freak that listens to Flowride in my free time. That's a particularly bad song. Oh, I disagree. I actually feel like it's better that you were listening to Right Round, which is a, a hit, a classic. No, but it's, a, it's like disgusting. You spin my head right around, right around. When you go down, when you go down, down. I think it's, I think it's a song about blowjobs. I think your boss probably can get down to Florida more than he could to Taylor Swift. And maybe he's like, oh, simpatico. Can't wait to hit up happy hour this, with this girl. I think it's fine. Yeah, it, I think it's fine too. Also, um, it's just so important to realize like nobody cares about you. And I'm not saying that like in an insulting way. Like you're going over this in your mind, but like literally your boss deals with like a million people. Like he literally or she like probably doesn't care, you know? No, and so you listen to music while you work. At least you're working, you know? It's not like your TV was playing and you were watching the new season of something. It's, that's true. You know, like... I don't think there's anything wrong with this. So your phone played a little music. Like, who's your boss? The Gestapo? Like, I think I think she's more focused on the song itself, not the fact that song played, because it is a particularly okay. Like, but at least that's graphic a, song. a song that everybody knows. It's not like you listen to like niche pornographic music. Yeah, that's true. Actually, I just don't think he's thinking about it, and neither should you. You know, agreed. To uh, you, it's like this big thing, but to him, it's just like one of the many things he has to deal with at work. Or she. I don't know why I keep assuming his boss is a he. Like, I'm literally... I feel like she said he. I'm toxically patriarchal. No, I feel like she was like, he. No, she just kept saying, my boss thinks I'm a freak. Oh, my maybe boss. this was a test and we failed. My boss called me out of nowhere. My boss thinks I'm a freak. I got no pronouns. And I assumed he. And that's on being toxic. Mm. And that's on not supporting women. Mm. Yeah. Not supporting women in the workplace. No, no, no I do no. no, literally, like, I'm so toxic. So someone cancel me. Cancel me. <laughs> You're fine, girly. Don't worry about it. You're totally fine. All right, next up. This is the third and final one. Jackson Claude, my favorite, my favorite iconic duo. It's time for me to set this burden down. I found out of my, my boyfriend of three years who lived with me was cheating on me. So prior to making him move out, I put itching powder on the inside of every pair of his boxers. I folded them back exactly as they were and placed them back in the dresser. I hope when the itching starts, he thinks something is wrong with him and sits down with the girl he cheated with, now his girlfriend, and talks about testing for an STD. Love it. We love a creative, um, really harmless, harmless revenge. You know, it's not like you put something toxic in there. It's not like you put crabs in his underwear. Right. You know, like it's a joke. Yeah. This is perfect, actually. I actually respect the creativity, the ingenuity. And I, and I feel like as long as there's no permanent side effects or anything, on, what is itching powder? Didn't even know that was Why a Why would they make a powder that's just supposed to make you itch? Probably for pranks. Okay, for pranks. It's, so like, assuming, far, it's like fart in a can. Like, okay. why would they make that? For pranks. Okay, assuming there's no contraindications, I think the punishment matches the crime. I completely agree. And it's just a nice way for you to, like, sleep well at night knowing, like, you got taken advantage of, but then you made things right. Yeah. I love this for you. I think and guess this is, what? He fucked around and he found out. 100%. And that's what we call justice. Justice, yeah. And it's nice to, like, some people, like, take pranks way too far. Like, I see it on TikTok all the time. Like, even if the person deserves it, like sometimes people take pranks too far. And I think that this is the perfect level of prank. Yeah. And I'm proud of you. And I respect your creativity and ingenuity. And there's no burden you need to un here. Mm -hmm. But it probably feels good to talk about it. Like something yeah, that you kept to yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love that for you. Um, so that was Unburden Yourselves. Unburden Yourselves at gmail.com. That was our show. Mm, our show. Ours. Not, no. not theirs. Oh, no. No, no. They could ours. never. They would never. And they will never. But they wish they could. Oh, every day. <laughs> 
every day. Every day. Every day. Every day. It's not the right words. No, I started singing High School Musical. I know, and then I took it to Sister Act. You have to sing. When Jesus washed, when When Jesus washed, he washed my sins away. Oh, have a great day. An incredible day. thank you for listening to the Morning Toast. Thank you so much for listening to the Morning Toast. Brassin, Strassin, 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 Brassin, Strassin. No, you fucked it up. I know. It's hard. Should we start over? Okay. How does it start? Like the... Oh, happy No, but just like the... Brassin, Strassin, Brassin, Strassin. Brassin, Strassin, Brassin, Strassin. Brassin, Strassin, Brassin. Brassin, Strassin, Brassin, Strassin. Brassin, Strassin, Brassin, Strassin. Brassin, Strassin, Brassin, Strassin, Strassin. Bright of Strassin. Oh, Brassin, Strassin. Two brass, two stress, two brass and stress, two brass and stress, brass and stress, brass and stress and brass and stress and brass and stress and brass and stress and brass and stress. Okay. Now we'll let you go have an incredible day. Thank you so much for listening to the Morning Toast, the Millennium Morning Show, where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere. Podcasts can be found so at Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places wherever you listen to podcasts. Find us the Morning Toast and leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. Goodbye. 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 Goodbye